I've been waiting for this episode for a long time. I know, me too, Callum. Do the thing. Kabloof! Kabloof! We're here! We're here in Yet episode... Three. 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 Episode three of season three. That makes it special. Extra um, special. Because this year I'm also turning 33, so three, three. Good number. We like it. I'm not 33 yet, though. Ooh. I won't be for, like, another three months. Um, whoa! Another three. Oh, it's all the threes! Um, that makes it lucky. Um, we've been waffling on about threes, but we haven't actually explained why we're here. Um, I'm Claire, and I'm here with the wonderful Callum. That's me! Um, and this is the Inverus podcast. Um, the most wonderful where... podcast in the world! Yeah, yeah. I don't like to... What is it your dad said about Don? Not Donald Trump, but it was like a show about Donald Trump. This is like the earliest tangent we've had, I think, ever. <laughs> this is quite impressive. Um, what's it? What's it he said? Oh yeah, the people of the islands don't like to toot their own horns, or was it blow their own trumpets? Yeah, not the. We don't like to blow our own trumpets on this show, but we are the best podcast ever created. Yeah, um, uh, I agree. Um, each week we talk about a subject, a different topic every week. This topic is Claire. Drumroll! The Legend of Korra. Yeah. Or Avatar, The Legend of Korra, I think, is the full title. Um, Where we discuss this most interesting topic. We will be sipping a hopefully delicious beverage of Milky Oolong Tea. I did actually look up the, like, Chinese name for Milky Oolong. All right. Um... Oh, how do you pronounce it? It's, I think it's uh, Jin, Jin, Jin Xuan. I think that's how you say it. Jin Xuan. Jin but it's, Xuan. Um, I think it was created in 1980, so it's not like an ancient tea. Oolong tea is ancient. It's like been around forever. But this variety of oolong tea, I think it's like um, steamed over milk to get a sort of milky flavour. It's yeah. not got milk in it. It's just been infused with milky flavours. I've never tried it. I've, I've never Oolong. tried it either. I like Oolong, um, but, but um, I'm really excited to try it, and I'm going to try it now. Yay! Mmm, mmm, mmm. It also smells amazing tea. as well. Like, yeah, I well, think that, that the smell is really part of the experience. Hundred um, percent. Like I brewed it like just a wee bit before the show, and it was just sitting in the kitchen, in the pot, and I was like, "Oh, it smells so good! I want it!" Mm-hmm. But I had to, had to hold off. Um, but yes, uh, before we get into it, Claire, how has your week been? Fine. Um, yeah, I went to the office at my work for the first time uh, since the pandemic, since before, well, during the pandemic, since before lockdown. Basically, what happened with me, uh, with my work, was that I was pregnant. And um, essentially, I had a week off work. You know, 
people had there were some cases in the UK at that point, like, oh, the UK has 12 cases or whatever. And nobody was worried about it, even though it was like spreading like wildfire all over Europe, which sounds it just seems really bizarre to me that nobody cared. But um so I went off for a week of week of annual leave in March 2020, being like, oh cool, I'll be back in a week. Then I got sick. I think on the third day of my annual leave, I got sick. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had COVID because it was a horrible cough I had, like mm-hmm. the worst. I felt horrendous. Like, um, I think it's the worst I've ever ever felt. And because I was pregnant, um, I was really scared. So I ended up phoning um, NHS 24, which is a, a actually fabulous service that we Brilliant. have in the UK. I don't think it's called that anymore. I think it's called like 111 or whatever. But you phone and you can get like medical advice out of hours without having to go to like a doctor. Yeah. Um. So I phoned up them and I was kind of passed around for a little while. They didn't know what to do with me because I was having respiratory symptoms. And at the time you weren't really supposed to be going into hospitals if you had respiratory system uh, symptoms. At the same time I was pregnant. Uh, and I phoned them at like 2am. I got up at like 2am and I couldn't breathe. I was in my bathroom like trying to get through it. Ended up phoning uh, up and I got, not admitted, but I got asked to go to Out of Hours. So I went to Out of Hours uh, in Paisley. Um, and they gave me an antibiotic, <laughs> which didn't touch it. Uh, I got better on my own. Um, so that all happened. And I was off work for a week, an additional week over and above my annual leave. Um, and I was meant to go back to work on, I think it was like a Wednesday or something. I don't know. Whatever day lockdown, like was announced and we weren't to go into work that was the day that i was supposed to go back to the office so obviously i didn't go back to the office um and i was supposed to get equipment to work from home but they never sent me any um between because i knocked off that would have been like march and my and my maternity leave was due to start um like three days before my baby was born so it would have been like the third of may or something i was supposed to knock off for mat leave um i didn't get any work equipment so i got like an additional two months off of work <laughs> um during the pandemic uh, which was kind of good in a way because like homeschooling was happening um so that was my first time in the office since like i i left work in in march of 2020 so that was some more than two years ago and it was Man. amazing like, I understand that a lot of people um, love working from home. Mm-hmm. And I definitely do see some benefits and advantages for myself for doing that. But personally, I would rather be in the office. And it's not because, oh, I can't fo- focus or whatever. I just do not like that my work equipment is big, bulky monitors and stuff. And it, it takes up so much of my living room. And yeah. it takes up the space where, like, my sewing machine is supposed to go mm-hmm. so now i can't you know i don't have a good space to sew i have to sew at the dinner table which isn't really practical because stuart sits in there on his laptop every night and like does his you know his video games and stuff yeah so you really I, need I the dedicated really, space yeah um, i don't have that work. anymore because of my work um but honestly just being able to get out of the house and go somewhere plus my office is giving free lunches out so Ooh. <laughs> free meal um so yeah i did that and honestly i loved commuting as well see see just having that 
half hour. I think we discussed this in the travel episode that we did. Uh-huh. But just having that little half hour of time to myself, nobody's talking to me, nobody's, you know, going to need me for anything in that half hour. Mm-hmm. I could just stick my headphones in and listen to something maybe that I've not listened to before, like a new album or something, and just zone out and let the music carry me away. I always come up with the most, you know, creative inspirations when I'm doing that. Um, Because I, I wrote a bunch of lyrics on my phone while I was on the bus. Like, yes! for, for our music. Yes! Um, so exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, that was the start of my week. I haven't really done anything else interesting. Um, I've got some annual leave next week Brilliant. coming up. So I'm off for like a little while. That's good. Um, oh, that'll I'm actually be great. really chill. I did some gardening today for the Ooh, first time in ages. Nice. So yeah, it's been a good week. I'm Excellent. happy. I'm chill. How are you? Uh, How was I'm, your week? I'm good. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit sick. Um, not from COVID anymore, which is nice. But uh, yeah, I've just got this. My, my voice is just not happy at all. Um, and I'm a bit snuffly, but I'm getting better, which is good. But more importantly, one of my lifelong dreams has come true. Oh my god! So I'll, I'll try so and get through. I'll try. I try not to ramble too much about this, but um, so the don't be like me. Don't ramble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the 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 project that we were working on um, for my new job. That uh, we've actually just finished the first block of filming, which is cool. Um, but I made sure to make um, good friends with the caterers because they're feeding you every day, and you know it's hard work. And I I appreciate food. One of one of the caterers is this guy in Edinburgh, and he makes some of the most incredible hot sauces that I've ever tried. Oh my god. <laughs> So, over the next few months, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> oh, bloody hell. He is sick, you um, can tell. <laughs> I'm too excited as well, and when I take a deep breath and I'm excited, it just triggers me coughing. Over the next few months, he's going to send me over bottles of hot sauce that he's made. So I officially have a hot sauce guy. Oh my god. How cool is that? I love that my I I went from being like oh my god oh my god to just being like oh my god. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh man! I have a guy I I, who's gonna send me hot sauce. It's not that I don't like hot sauce. I actually do like hot sauce. I really like sriracha. Um, is that how you say that? That's how I say it. Sriracha. I love. I don't it. know if it's right, but it. I put it on tons of stuff that sriracha is you know, great. It's really like. I think it's like a universal hot sauce. Yeah, it's it, really, it goes um, with basically everything. It's so good. Um, but it's also not too hot. I'm not one of these people that's like, give me the death sauce, yeah. you know? Um, and I know people who are like that. Our cousin Stephen, who's been on this podcast, he loves hot sauce. Like, he's obsessed with hot sauce. Yeah. He will eat spicy things. I think there was a video of him on Facebook once, like, just standing in a car park eating a scotch bonnet. Like just a whole Scotch bonnet in one bite. Yeah, he's 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 a spice madman. Or he's Steven, a spice madman for sure. Um, but yeah, you you'll need to let me know if they're good because it's, as I said, it's not that I don't like hot sauce. It's just that I don't really branch out 
yeah. I have I use Tabasco and I use Sriracha and I don't branch out. I do watch hot ones though. I do watch hot ones a lot as well. I I am a um, huge fan of the hot ones. Um, and I always I always think like obviously the bomb sounds like it's probably disgusting. Yeah. Because people it's just eat heat all of by the, the signs of it. Yeah, it, people eat all the hot sauces leading up to them. Oh, there's some mango in this, you know? Um, and a lot of them sound, like, lovely, you know? Yeah. Um, but the bomb, I just... I want to try it one day just to see if How, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, it, it, it's one of those things where... Um, every episode you watch, you know, they, they get through the, the bomb and then they go on to the... Um, the last one, the last dab, and stuff, yeah. and they they never is anywhere like struggling as much as they no, do with the bomb. You know, they're always just like, "Oh, this isn't as bad," you know. Yeah, um, um, I'd love to buy the hot one stuff. We should maybe do that as a, a podcast episode. We totally should. And they film do a, it, like live. They do a kids hot sauce, which oh. is like extra extra mild. Um, okay. Uh, I was thinking of picking that up for Shannon. Shannon's terrible with uh, spice, so. We thought it'd be a good way to to try and push the the spice limits a wee bit and get children's hot sauce. Oh, um, but yeah, um, so yeah, but other than that, like that's that's really like my my week. Um, yeah. Finished filming, got a hot sauce guy, uh, a little bit sick, and that's it. I mean, today I finished uh, Cora for the first time. Yeah, it's the first time I finished it too, but I finished it last night. Yeah. Um, five minutes too <laughs> early for it to have been today. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, yeah. Um, it's really funny because I got through the first like two and a half books in like two days. I watched like a week most ago. of season one. I always say, "Oh, I've watched all of season." I never watched all of season one. Um, when I went back and loaded it up because I watched most of it on Amazon Prime. When uh-huh. I first got Amazon Prime, which not when I first got it, when it first was on Amazon Prime, I started watching it, uh, and it was longest I'd watched of Cora. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, and it was like episode eight or something I got to, so it wasn't even all of season one. <laughs> so I had a lot of catching up to do. So, overall, what's what's your kind of like general opinion, having now experienced all of it? I really liked it. Um, I think that I have issues with it. But in terms of just looking at it from the perspective of it being a, a show to watch, I really, really liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I found myself going, oh, I'll just watch one more. Oh, I'll just watch, you know. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favourite TV show of all time, but yeah, overall, positive reviews here. Yeah, I really, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and I think, I think my my issue with it before, because I've tried watching it a bunch of times, and every time I've just not got into it. Um, but every time I've watched it, it's because I've like just watched, um, Last Airbender. Avatar. I think that's it. I think you need to move away from it being a sequel to Avatar. I think. Yeah. Instead of it going, oh, it's the sequel to Avatar, you should look at it and go. This takes place in the same universe as Avatar. Uh huh. And um, it is a Avatar cinematic universe thing, you know, rather yeah. than obviously that doesn't exist. There's two 
two TV shows in that. But like, it's related. It's not a sequel. Yeah. Um. And I think having that gap because the last time I watched the last Airbender was when we did our um, yeah same our episode. Um. So having that like that that break between um really I think made the difference. Um. And I think overall, well, it's an entirely different show. Oh, it is an entirely different show. Um. I really enjoyed it. I think I appreciated um that it wasn't the same and mm-hmm. yeah, how yeah. different it was i think that actually made it better for me um i purely... think that if they'd sorry i'll let you finish yeah, yeah, no, yeah purely because i think if they um if they tried to do the same or something similar um it would have just been it, w- it might have felt half-baked and just like a little bit um like all right well they're just trying to rinse this out and you know well, I think I said this when we talked about Avatar. Avatar is lightning in a bottle. You're never going to get that again. That show is something incredibly special that I I just don't think you can recreate it. So I think if they tried to make the same kind of thing again, it just wouldn't have worked. Like It, it wouldn't have had the same feel or the mm-hmm. same spirit or the same, you know. Yeah love in it that the avatar not that Korra has no love in it Korra's great i think i do have issues with it um and i, I think i'll just talk about like the negatives for me yeah, just yeah. now so that we can 100%. get them out of the way and move on to like all the good stuff yeah um but yeah for a start i felt like season one there's a lot of great stuff in it i really love Bolin. like Bolin is my favorite Bolin character is great I think there is too much Bolin in me as a person. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you know what? I can see you as a Bolin right, There will for be sure. spoilers. There, there, there will be spoilers. Um, just so if you haven't seen it, go and watch it and then come back and listen to this. Yeah. Um, but especially see in season four when he still believes that he's doing the right thing mm-hmm. by working with Kuvira. Um, that is me <laughs> because it's like, oh, but they're my friends, they care about you know, and I'm I'm so bad at saying no, and I'm so bad at this is why we're away. still doing the podcast, you see. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking, I love doing this, yeah, I, I wouldn't like to do this if I, plus, I can be honest with you because I, you know, I think that I have that level of trust with you. I'm not afraid that you're just going to be like, well, you're a bad person, aren't you? You know? You must be evil. <laughs> Which is like, I, I do have like an internal like fear that people are not judging me in terms of like the way that I look or the way that I talk or whatever, because I don't care about any of that stuff. Uh-huh. I just worry that I'm being a bad person. I don't want to be a bad person. I want to be seen as a bad person. And I feel like that manipulation was definitely there with Bullen. Um, so I love Bolin, I love the characters, um, but season one, I feel like, with Avatar, because all three seasons are focused on the same four characters, for the most part, there are other characters that pop up and, it, uh-huh. you know, um, and, and, you know, so you've got Team Avatar and then you've got Zuko and then that that becomes, you know, just part of team avatar yeah and then and then you know the fire nation and azula and everything 
but because it focuses on the same group of characters the whole way through and the group is much much smaller than it is in Korra and far less disparate you have far more time to show the development of those characters and I feel like Korra kind of suffers from having too many characters yeah I mean like I I love them all I'm not saying they're bad characters and I think that's why I'm saying this isn't a negative for me personally I would love to have seen more more of all of them I would love to have just seen like I want a series all about Tenzin's family. I was just going to say, like, see, like, all, like, and, and, like, actually a lot of the, like, the the airbenders as well, like, just, Mm -hmm. like, you get, like, a hint of the, I forget the kid's name. Damn it. Milo. um, No, um, the, the, the wee thiefy boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it starts off, like, when he's introduced, you're like, all right, he's like a, we're gonna get like a, a lot from him. It's gonna be great. It would, like I like this guy, but you you get that like initial bit, and then he shows up at yeah. the end. <laughs> I think another reason for that is because, again, with Avatar: The Last Airbender, it's the story of Aang going to defeat the Fire Lord and ending yeah. the Hundred Year War. He has one singular focus, and yes, you know, there's episodes where he does other things, and there's like plot arcs where other things are going on but ultimately all of all he is doing in that show is getting to the point where he's going to fight the fire lord yes um and you know that's where it's going and he knows that where that's going and that's what they're working towards and building towards and i think it makes the conclusion of avatar far more satisfying because that's the, the, the way it is. And again, I, as I said, you shouldn't really compare it, but I'm just trying to demonstrate my, my issues, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think the other reason that the development of the character suffers um, from just being like just too shallow, not that I'm saying it is shallow, the arcs are there and the characters do develop. I just want to see as much of it as, as I would have liked to have seen um, because every single series has a different, bad guy and a different plotline yeah. and a different goal behind it. Korra doesn't have one unifying goal. Um, Korra has Korra's the avatar. So I think, and I guess this is a positive in terms of like it shows you what the avatar would do you know, a, a, a sort of slice of their lifetime because an avatar is probably going to face tons of different things and their their time as the avatar um it's not like oh i'm the avatar i did one thing <laughs> you know yeah um i actually um, so that's good i i actually enjoyed the fact that each book was uh just a, an arc in itself um yeah. with a completely different bad guy um and i mean i i, I didn't really it's i didn't I, mind I think, it i'm just I saying i think like it's that like it's the payoff at the very end wasn't it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, if anything, actually, having book two be the book four, like, villain or whatever, um, or book three, whatever, is the... the, the, the Zaheer. The resonance... I was gonna say resonance cascade scenario. Oh, That's half life. You mean the um, um harmonic the harmonic convergence. Um yeah. it that just made more it sense. feels more end gamey, you know? Um hundred uh, percent. I, 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 I uh 
and I, like I, this is I the pinnacle of being the too, avatar because i felt like i loved all of that in terms of like the lore and things uh-huh. um but I felt like a lot of things, they put a lot of things in that that I don't feel needed to be in that and kind of, they don't ruin the Avatar cycle because the Avatar cycle still exists. But I feel like for my own personal headcanon-y thing, they've they've taken away an element of being the Avatar that is that being so connected to the past lives to and... being the Avatar. Yeah. And they didn't need to do that. Like, I don't feel that that was necessary because it's not as if Korra was away talking to the previous avatars all the time the way that Aang was. Yeah. She um, barely even spoke to them ever. And then they're like, we're taking it away from you. And like, I'm like... Oh, no! Yeah, I just didn't feel that it was a... I... I don't know. I, I, was, I was thinking about this and I was like, I don't like... And this is before I got to the end because um, I didn't know how it was going to end. Um, but, you know, like, each arc kind of hinted at this idea that like and that that kind of conflict within Korra going like well maybe the world doesn't need the avatar and part of me was wondering oh maybe it is just a case of mm-hmm. you know this is like Korra decides at the end to like right you know what we we don't need the avatar the spirit in the human world are um you know they're they're coexisting uh, harmoniously um or inverted commas harmoniously but um and I wonder if that would have been a more satisfying end. It might not have been as like satisfying, but at least it would have been a kind of yeah. This is I, this I is where it's been heading to, or this is the big conclusion. They could have thing. ended season two, the harmonic convergence thing. Um, that could have been season four, and they could have ended it the same way, and I would have been happy with that. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. Um, I um, think. It, it just like, feels like the the ordering of the bad guys wasn't. Yeah. It's almost as if they were like, right, we've got two seasons of this. Let's do it, and then got the budget for another two. Come on, so like season one, the ending of season one in terms of the ending for Amon and his brother. Uh huh. Tarlac was that his name? Yes. That was garbage. <laughs> garbage, garbage. I like. I think the thing is, they had such a good plotline. They could have said so much with that plotline because it has so much real-world relevance. Like, the equalists kind of have a point. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, (coughs) you're not on their side because they're committing acts of terror and they're, you know, non-consensually changing people's bodies and people's lives. Um, by taking away their bending, you know? And that's wrong. I almost wonder but, uh, if it would have been like worth... I feel like there wasn't a solution to it. It was like, well, that anti-bender sentiment exists in Republic City for a reason. Like, yeah, you're not addressing any of these reasons. You're just going, oh, it's him. But, like, the people in that city felt that way for a reason. And I'm not saying that you know, in real life, terrorists have a point and you should listen to their point. Because most of the time, when it comes to acts of terror, they're being committed for, you know, not great things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, with the equals, and I'm not saying that the equals were right, what I'm saying is that clearly the, the um, non-benders of the world 
are less powerful than benders. And I personally, like, even when I've thought about this, I don't know how you would redress that balance. I don't know how you would make things better for them. Because obviously I don't agree with, oh, you should just remove benders from the world and, you know, oppress uh-huh. them. Um, I think I it could have benefited. Non-benders like... weren't really oppressed, but I, I get it, if that makes sense. I understand where they're coming from. I don't think they were right, but there was no resolution to it. It was just, oh, we'll kill that guy and then they won't feel that way anymore. Yeah. Problem um... solved. And even though he didn't die in the end, but I also felt like in terms of his relationship with uh, Tarlac and that revelation coming so late in the season, I mean, it's just like, oh, by the way, they're dead now. Tarlac killed them both. Yeah, no, I think Amon could have done with actually being the villain for two seasons. Um, Or being put in a situation similar to the one Zaheer had where he shows up again and is relevant you know yeah i i I quite liked zaheer's like little like resurgence um that that wee moment was was brilliant um and they did that quite well and tastefully and um because he also like you know like obviously he's a bit um a bit uh you know not a great guy overall with the extremist views but you can see kind of where his like belief system comes from and he's got he's like a super anarchist yeah um i was gonna say which is fine it's not fine obviously it's not fine Um, because it doesn't work um, things are not better in chaos but at the same time he also ended up serving an actual really uh, like a good purpose an important purpose for the Um, world yeah uh, and especially for you know Korra's avatar development and all that, um, for sure. But yeah, um, I think. Oh, I actually completely lost what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I think. Therefore, I forget. I am. No. Um, um. Yeah, I have a lot to say about Korra, actually thinking on it but i think i have more than i thought i had to say on it as well that's the i'll tell you what i loved i loved how katara is clearly older and has been through some stuff in her life but she's still katara yes i loved how well they pulled that off and toff is still fucking toff she's still toff um i think even though she sounds completely different looks completely different it's like they managed to show you how someone can age and become because i think like you're kind of a different person if you if i look at myself from 10 years ago i'm kind of a different person i'm the same person but i'm different like a different version of me from 10 years ago um and i loved how they managed to convey that these characters have been on a journey. They've done some stuff. But the core of who they are is still there. I didn't feel like they betrayed those characters. And it was something I was kind of concerned about because I knew they showed up. We'd seen Katara before. Like, yeah. Because she shows up really early. Like right at the but, start. Yeah. Um, I had concerns because I didn't want to feel like, oh, you know, I don't like what they did with them. But they they were really respectful of 
Toph and Zuko and Katara and even like Sokka in the flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Aang as a grown up is very strange, though. It's it's weird. I it's I, I so didn't weird. like I didn't like his facial hair thing going on. That wasn't was that like, wasn't no. the look. Um, Lose the beard, Aang. But I think overall, the the way they had the old gang, like you know, in their moments, was tastefully done. It wasn't just like flung in your face too much. And service. And... It made sense. Like Toph showing up when she did, um, made sense because I loved loved the callback to the Avatar going to a swamp and meeting Toph. Yeah, because it was... Aang, the first time he ever sees Toph is like a spirit version of Toph in the same swamp. Yeah. And I love that. It's so cool. Um, and it's it's actually so um like Toph's family dynamic as well makes so much sense perfect, for perfect for Toph. for Toph. It's just brilliant. Um I love Lin Beifong. I would die for Lin Beifong. Yeah. Um oh. Lin is one of the biggest baddest just people in the the universe um so just and i would love just an ep- like a whole episode of lin bay fong just doing her job yeah. and i think that's why i'm sad is that like there was so much good in it so much good but it, it almost feels like i would give it a worse score because i didn't get more of the things that i liked yeah even um, though those things being in it was a net positive like oh my god it was so good like a sammy and her dad that whole relationship dynamic like that was her being able amazing. to forgive him and then him being able to do something for her like when he'd probably given up hope of ever being able to do something like yeah um, Even though you hated him at the end of season <laughs> one as well. Like, oh my god. And right up until, like, the end as well, you're kind of like, ah. I mean, I, I get loved, you're a broken sorry. old man in jail yeah. and stuff, but at the same time, I still don't I still don't get it. But then he, he does, he, he brings it back. Um, brings it back around, which is nice. The other thing yeah. is, I find that, obviously, it's still a Nickelodeon show, but... They seem to to hold the line between kids TV and good like it was level of violence more of a young adults thing. Um, <clears throat> and I suppose the way they you know obviously with the success of Avatar, that's kind of how they get away with having well, a bit more parallels to nuclear weapons and yeah. this like cartoon. Like they put parallels to like oh acts of terrorism committed by a group of extremists in a city you know and then there's the whole like more heavy relationship side of things obviously it never ever falls into a more like sexual side of things it never does mm-hmm. not once it's all very clean yes um but like see all this like oh Michael kind of sort of technically cheats on Sammy and Cora. I know. <laughs> and it's... I'm like, Mako, Mako, I'm not sure you're a good guy. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I, I also... I love, sorry. Oh, no, no, carry on, carry on. <laughs> I was going to say, I loved how they managed to get Prince Wu from being this character. The worst like, to, like, really good. my sight. And then any time it got oh. to the point where any time he showed up on screen, I was like, Yes! 
I know, away. like, see, like, just like, and it, they they managed to do it in such a short space of time as well, um, which I'm actually really impressed with. Uh, like that character development was excellent, but I think where it fell down was I wanted to see more of Boomy and Kaya as well, because yeah. Tenzin is fascinating as a character. I love Tenzin. Tenzin's great. He gets more screen time than anyone else, and I feel like it would have been so much more amazing to have seen Boomy fully exploring that. Oh well, I guess I'm an airbender now. Thing. Yeah, because going that from was cool. being the non-bender of the because he's the older siblings. than all of the other new airbenders that. that like show up at the temple uh-huh. so well maybe apart from Zaheer I don't know how old Zaheer is but like Boomy's like Aang's eldest I think um and I think as well to have that be like Aang's son and to have him go through that and not and even just to explore like the pain of not being able to show it to his dad mm-hmm because Aang would have been so happy, you know? Yeah. Um, there's... And I think it, it kind of dawned on me when they did the stealth mission to capture Batar Jr. Um, because he was on that mission. And I was like, his his airbending like, has developed so much that he can do stealth missions as an airbender. Like, how yeah. cool is that? How cool is that? Because that's like representation for adult learners. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you're th- never too old to try anything, guys. I think the other thing is, like, um, I, I could have done with, like, way more of the, you know, you've got that whole kind of, like, you know, we sort of, like, friction between the siblings, because obviously Tenzin being the airbender did get, you know, a lot more of Aang's time and stuff, and there is a bit of, like, you know, salt there between between the siblings. And, As there would be. And, like... um, I mean, like... Obviously, we do get a bit of that, and we get a bit of the resolution and stuff. But I and I think this is actually, I guess, the biggest problem uh, with Korra, as we've kind of discussed, is that there just wasn't enough time. Yeah, there's there's so much good stuff that you I want more of. Each season, if each of the seasons with each of the big plot arcs, the big overarching things, had been two seasons long, if we had had like an anime style twenty four episode yeah. thing. It would have been much better. And I'm not trying to say that it's bad because I actually loved it. I really Another enjoyed thing it. that I'm going to say, because I don't think Louise ever listens to this, because why would she? <laughs> <laughs> Best podcast in the world, guys. <laughs> but um, I, I had seen a later episode. I think it was a season three episode of Cora um, when I was staying at a friend's house. Um, I went over to a friend's house to watch musicals and drink wine. Nice. Um, this was years ago. And it was when Cora was coming out. So the new episode had come out. And Louise kept referring to Plea, you know, the sparky, sparky boom man's daughter, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah. Um, he kept, she kept referring to Plea as Pai Lee. <laughs> and she wasn't meaning to do it. From what I remember, she just kept calling her Pai Lee, and then she's like, that's not even her name. <laughs> her name is Plea, not Pai Lee. Um, but it just made me laugh, because obviously, like, Tai Lee is a character from Avatar. <laughs> oh, Pai oh. Lee. But I, anytime she showed up on screen, I was like, oh, hey, it's Pai Lee. Oh, man. 
I also, loved seeing metal bending being a full blown thing. Like I loved yeah, that. It it was it was really nice. It was also nice to see like you know there like more of the like electricity stuff and the lava bending as well was quite cool and, and mm-hmm. like just the yes of course like over x amount of time after the discovery of a subsection of bending there would be more subsections of bending and people would be actually really good at it mm-hmm. um yeah it was just it was really cool to see i'm just i'm kind of sad that because obviously canonically cora and asami get together at the end Yes. And they have to just heavily, heavily imply it. Like, because it was a Nickelodeon show, and I think just at the kind of time that it was coming out, they were allowed to, to make that canon thing, but they weren't allowed to have it be overt, you know? Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, now in the dawn of um, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which I'm not sure you've seen. I haven't seen all of it, but yeah. It's a kid's DreamWorks show, um, and, like, there's open lesbian couples in it, and you know, one of the characters has two dads and it's like we now live in a time where they wouldn't have had to have shied away from that and that mm-hmm. that's another thing I think is a crying shame because I remember people saying that, oh, it was just put in for political correctness, but that's so wrong because see even when um, Mako and Cora properly break up um, at the end of Season two, I think yes. Um, like, this isn't going to work. Season three starts, and there's kind of like you can tell that Asami and Cora have a thing. Yeah, they're well, totally there's... aware of it. But it's like the build up to that is the most natural relationship uh-huh. build up I've ever seen in anything. It feels real. It feels like if two friends get together, that's really how it happens, you know? Yeah. Um. And. <sighs> Like, yeah, there's loads of nice wee things. There's, like, even just, like, when Cora comes back, it's like, oh, I'm liking the hair, and you get that tiny little blush for mm. a split second. Um, but it just, it and... would have been better if they'd been able to be slightly more overt with it and, and, and really given it the slow-build climax that it deserved. Because, yeah. and that that was not meant in, like... <laughs> Wow! Um, Wow, Claire! Whoa! It's not that kind of show. No, but like, um, really, I just feel that it deserved something more at the end. Like to go, yeah, they they do care about each other and they do love each other. And because I just felt like it was like, oh, that's sweet, but like, eh, (laughs) you know. Um, I, I I think that like it is it, obviously like you know they they could do more with their like graphic novels and stuff. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. And uh, I I think I, I think I read somewhere that it does. Oh, you know... apparently there's more stuff with like Kavira and that. Like, oh, nice. And and I'm desperate to read them because I've read uh, the one about Zuko and Azula going to see. Are going to find where their mum is. Uh-huh. Um, there's a bunch of other ones that like I kind of fell off reading, but I really want to go back and get all of the Avatar and Korra comics and just read all of them. I also want to read the um Avatar Kyoshi novels that were written because Avatar Kyoshi, like if they made another TV series of Avatar, I want it to be a prequel. I would love a series where they explore maybe like one season each. Like different like, avatars from the past. Yeah. But 
because I want more Kiyoshi. I love Avatar Kiyoshi. I would badass. Have, I would have loved just um, Kiyoshi to have like made an appearance, you know, like mm-hmm. just and just like you know chatted away to Korra for a bit before getting severed from. Oh, this. I know. But oh, it'd like, have been so good. Kiyoshi's just great. Like she's just I, great. I think what I love about her is that, especially when you get to see her in, in, in The Last Airbender, is that she's so, so, so different from Aang because she's so decisive. She just yeah. makes decisions left, right, and centre. And I love that because both Korra and Aang, obviously they, they're quite young. Um, see, that's another thing I would love to see as an older avatar. Um, but, like, Kyoshi is just like, Aang's just like, oh, I don't know what to do. And Kyoshi's just like, Psst. Well, I would have made a decision by now. Yeah. Um, And I love that. I love it. It's everything I wish I was in real life. I wish I was Kyoshi. Another thing that I thought was quite nice and quite interesting and I guess that kind of showed off Korra's personality really early was that although she's Water Tribe, she primarily uses fire throughout the whole... Mm -hmm. Through the whole thing, which is... um, which Very I just thought tickling. was a nice, a nice touch. Um, oh, yeah. It, it was just like, for the most part, like any time it was like out of, you know, fighting out of like frustration or whatever. Or whatever yeah. It's it's fire straight away. Um, which was which was cool. I thought that was cool. One that thing was that cool. upset me, and I think it just comes from the fact that again, I'm doing that nasty thing where I'm like, don't compare it to Avatar, mm. but I'm comparing it to Avatar. Because it's really difficult not to. Well, you've got nothing else. You've got nothing else to really kind of There's put no it other up against either. Um, that's like, the other thing. But I, I just feel like we saw so much of Ang learning, like even just in little background shots and stuff, like him practicing with Katara, him practicing with Toph. Like, I, I just. And I know that most of Aang's journey was, oh, why, why do you hurry up and master all these elements before, you know, before shit hits the fan. Um, but I feel like we didn't really get to see that with Korra. And I know that she was pretty much a master of three elements when she shows up. But I kind of felt like it was a bit of a cop-out when at the end of season one, it's like, oh, I can airbend now. Yeah. But you never see her, like, practicing <laughs> that. Um, and maybe you do. Maybe I just missed it. But it's like there's no overt like, here I am. Yeah, there's like air the, bending. There's like and the I'm quick like, oh, training you wouldn't montage be a master stuff. of that. Just because you're the avatar doesn't mean that you've mastered that. Unless like you losing <clears> your other bending suddenly made you a master of the other one. <laughs> like, yeah. How um, does that work? Yeah, I mean, it didn't. It didn't bother me that much. I don't think. Um, I I was I quite liked the fact that. Uh, she already had like mastered oh, the like other that. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a nice thing. It, what I would have liked to have seen is more of like I don't know. I just think more. I don't want to say training or anything like that, but like act active like learning to get, like deal with her spiritual side more. Yeah, because that never I really mean, happened. It's they had a whole episode for Ang to figure that shit out. You know. Yeah. Because remember when the like, the town gets attacked by the there's a spirit badger I don't know what it is just a thing it was a it panda or whatever it was it was the forest yeah. spirit <laughs> but like they have a whole episode to deal with that and handle it and I know that like Jinora does lead uh, Korra into the spirit world and that's mm. an excuse to meet Iroh 
um, which I did feel was slightly shoehorned, but I feel like I would have been really sad if he hadn't made some sort of appearance. Um, But, like, I don't know. Like, I get that maybe they're coming from it with the perspective of if you're watching this, you've probably seen. So we don't need to rehash the same ground over and over again. I suppose, yeah. Um... But that doesn't mean that you can't take that concept and do something slightly different with it or yeah. turn it on its head or whatever yeah i do think like the learning process especially especially for the spiritual stuff and like as you say for the airbending it goes from oh i, I can't do this to here's a quick little snippet of like how we're gonna get there and now we're there um because i think that's the other thing is that like cora <laughs> goes through everything up to season three and I spend most of the time going, wow, you're a chaos gremlin. But she's a teenager, right? She's not a fully realized avatar in the sense that she's had years and years and years yeah. and decades of practice. She's not like, it would be like comparing Roku at the end of his life to her, you know? And she, she's not a fully realized avatar, and that's fine. But I don't know. I just feel like Cora was absolute chaos. She was a chaos gremlin. Um, and then she fought Zaheer, and then she went away, and then she was like, oh, I can't do anything ever again. Because uh, she disappears for, like, three, three years, years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I think six months of that is her traveling the world and trying to fight in weird Earth Ring cage matches. Uh, Earth Earth Kingdom cage matches, whatever. Um, but she comes back, and she's like, I know I'm not the Avatar I used to be. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, you have poison in your body. Obviously, you find that out, and... You know, you've got that mental block. Um, and I love that they dealt with that. I love that they went, oh, she has trauma. Because you would have trauma. 100%. I, I just thought it was funny where it was like, yeah, nobody believes in me anymore. And I'm like, but Cory, you didn't think anybody believed in you. Like, even before all of this, it's like one of her biggest flaws is that she just, she's worried that people don't, have the belief in her that she wants them to or that they should if that makes sense uh-huh so for her to be like oh it's different now i'm like it is different and it's worse because you you've been traumatized you've got like post-traumatic stress going on that's terrible but at the same time it, it was just a kind of um sort of more concentrated version of the self-doubt that she had been suffering from before and i feel like that is that was there and and obviously i recognized it but i kind of don't feel like they really said that with what they were doing if that makes sense mm. I, I don't i don't think the i don't think she had changed too much if that makes sense like she couldn't go into the avatar state or whatever but cora didn't actually use the avatar state that much at all no, I well, compared quite, to Aang, anyway. You just got constantly in the Avatar state. Just, you know, anything slightly bad happens, and Aang's like, "I'm the Avatar now." Um, yeah. Uh, which, um, I guess part of that makes sense of the fact that Aang obviously the Avatar state was reserved as a life preserver type thing, um, and Aang is clearly, you know, didn't have anything other than airbending, being a child. Mm-hmm um so, it's like literally 12 or something so i guess it does make sense to a degree that he would you know automatically go into the avatar state more but the fact that Kara has access to the avatar state and just didn't use it um 
To the point a where bunch. it's like, Zaheer's like, oh, we're going to force you into the Avatar state so that you die in it. And I'm like, would have been so much easier for you to pick off Aang. Yeah. <laughs> you would just need to say, oh, by the way, your entire civilization died. And now, now they're or, or, oh, see this, this <clears throat> Katara? We're going to cut off her hair loopies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> suck as boomerang is we're gonna right. snap it <laughs> one more thing i want to talk about before we rate this drink the recap episode was Ugh. abysmal it was, it so was bad. such and a mess can i just say i am so disappointed not because oh they made a mess of the recap episode but because they missed this amazing opportunity. They should so have made like it Avatar, a mover. It should have been a mover. Yes, it should I have knew been a mover. It. it should but it was there. <laughs> Literally it was right like the in front of them. And they didn't take it. They just did the anime style. We're just going to rehash but... with the same footage. And then Varric just explains a mover instead. And you're like, whoa, what? Why isn't this a mover? Oh, like, it's so frustrating. It should have, and it wouldn't have even had to go, oh, they're going to see a mover. They could have just made a 20-minute mover. Yeah. Starring stuck Berlin a as film. Stuck. <laughs> stuck a film filter on it, and Done. boom, there you go. Perfect. I just don't know. I don't know why they didn't do it. Um, and I think, like, I would have been okay with the recap episode if that opportunity wasn't just there in front of them right yeah. for the picking it, hurt it, was, me. it was just so it's like it's not even low-hanging fruit it, the fruit has already fallen off the tree and it's there it's perfectly ripe it's not even bruised you can guys just, you can just like yeah it, it fell onto like Delicious, some cushions smelling nectar and like <laughs> they just didn't and it's no it's do you know so what sad. they did they kicked it they kicked it into a pond and it <laughs> went plop Oh, they went, oh, look! And then, like, like every time he bent down to pick it up, it just booted off their boot, and they kept walking over trying to pick it up. And it, it just oh, didn't happen And then they me. just presented it with the bruised and mushed, like, remains of that as the recap episode. I'm yeah. just so sad. It made me so sad. Oh, so, was... who is your favourite character? Okay, right. This is... Oh, this is... This is tough. Um... Part of me, um, part of me thinks, um, Julie is just oh, I love bomb. her so good. Um, she does also, the thing like nobody she does else the can thing, do the thing, and it makes me so happy. And she gets, she gets the story that she wanted. Maybe not the the arc that she deserved. But the story that she wanted, she went mm -hmm. out and she got it, and I, I can, I can appreciate that. Um, uh, but uh, I'm, I need to. I'm trying to remember the name. Um, the 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 twins. Oh, Eska and Eska and begins with a D. Desna. Desna, that's it. Really? I do you know what? Like I. <laughs> Don't die. I'm trying my best. It's what Eska and Desna would want. It is what Eska and Desna Don't would want. Do it. Um, I think, I think I only like them because they were in it for the perfect amount of time for their characters. 
hundred percent. It was it was short enough that you were like, okay, right, that's that's that dumb. But they were they were, they had enough of a story arc and like a kind of character change a little bit. Maybe not a change, but like you know, you, you saw more of their their human side by the end of it. Um, little. <laughs> Yeah, I'm clutching You're at straws terrifying. here for that. But um yeah, they were <laughs> They're in it for the perfect amount of time for the characters that they are. Um and they they did provide quite actually a, a bit of like cool cool scenes. Just obviously super powerful, very unhinged. Um but yeah, no, I I I, I do like um yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I really, I'm just going to list everyone I really like, and then I'm going to say who I think might be my favourite. Um, I really like Tenzin. I thought yes. he was so well written. Um, so believable. I love that what we saw of Aang as a little kid, because you wouldn't expect Tenzin to be like that. You expect a boomy, really. Yeah. Um, But like, I love Tenzin. I love his family. I love his kids. I love Milo. Oh, I love Milo so much. Milo's, do you know what? Milo's that great. Bit, that bit with Cora um, being like, no, Milo, you can't come and you're expecting it. It's like, no, you're too young. And she's like, no, your farts are like a dead giveaway. Uh, and then he farts. And you're like, yeah, it was definitely his farts. <laughs> I yeah. love Milo. But um, I probably would say that Bolin. But that that doesn't let me say that it's Lin Beifong and I love Lin Beifong, I would die for Lin Beifong um, so it's either Bolin or Lin Beifong, I love the two of them yeah. um, and another honourable mention to Toph because she's Toph and Toph is my favourite yeah I don't think you're allowed her. to choose like OG lineup <laughs> as your favourite for Korra though oh I think... do you know who I loved who didn't show up enough General Iroh I was gonna. And I, do you know? I loved that he was Zuko's voice actor. That was. I know it's such a. It nice was just a touch. nice throwback, and, um, yeah, he definitely deserved but, way more. It's probably Bolin. Probably, I, I know a lot of people think he's annoying and whatever, but as I said, I just, I felt like his heart was in the right place all the time. Yeah, and he's an idiot, and he's sweet. And giant moron. And I loved as well when Heska <laughs> when, when they're frozen in ice and he's like, Oh, but I love you, you know? <laughs> I loved that entire it's, sequence. I, I the I, I just I, I think I loved it was loved the whole development of that. Um and <laughs> just the, that little touch at the end it was like, oh, you really are a great mover actor. And he was like, yes, I was acting. Acting. Yeah, and you're like, oh. Well, I think what I loved about that is that that's fairly realistic to the way that you feel when you're a teenager and you break up. Yeah. Because it's not like, see, when you're an adult and you're making adult decisions, your choices are all really weighed up and you're not making decisions in the spur of the moment, or you shouldn't be, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, with teenage romance, there's always that element of, um, oh, but I miss them. Even though they're really bad for me, I miss them. I yeah. wasn't happy, but I miss them, you know? And I feel like that that really probably came from that sort of place because there's that, like, oh, there's a life and death element. 
but 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 what if she was the one you know yeah because <laughs> um, like I, teenage brains are stupid i think um i think one good thing about cora in general is um that it actually like it the things that it hit that are realistic real worldy um it hit quite well and portrayed very well um yeah 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 like Mako being like a douchebag without meaning to be a douche. like he's not yeah. a nice person to his girlfriends he's awful he's yeah, a really he bad sucks. bad boyfriend like, um but that doesn't mean he's a bad person it's just that teenagers are stupid and that's how it goes in real life it is um but yeah, so overall, I really enjoyed Korra. Um, I actually would watch it again. Um, I would again. I would. I think a, I will. I'd need to take a break from this to actually watch. I was like, I was um, today earlier today. I was like, oh, I'll just watch some uh, Last Airbender, and I actually didn't fancy it for. Um, I think I need a bit of a cool down period before mm-hmm. watching that again. Um, so. I, I'm like that with everything, though. I need to be in the correct mood to watch oh, things. Yeah. It's very annoying. It's like shirts. Like I want to watch a horror film, and I'm like, no. Yeah. I like horror, but not today. I don't like horror films today. I'm very mood based in terms of what I watch. Mm-hmm. I can't just chuck something on for the sake of it. Um, um, so yeah, I think uh, I think overall it's good. It's different, um, and yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I loved it. I did. I loved it. Um, I don't think I love it as much as Avatar. Avatar I don't think that's possible, though, and I think I knew that going in as well. Oh, no, no, and I think you need to accept that. Like, I'm not saying Avatar is perfect, because it isn't, but, again, it's that lightning in a bottle thing. It's just, it was the right thing at the right time, Um, and I don't think anyone... Like, I, I often think that people have a lightning in a bottle thing in them, where you can write a song, but if you try to write the same song, like, you know, a year later, if you hadn't written it before when you were supposed to, it wouldn't be It won't right. be that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and I think that's what Avatar is. It just it, it is what it was, and I'm exceptionally glad that we have it. Um, and Korra's great, and you should watch it. You should. Um, before this episode gets too long... Um, oh, oh, jokes on both ends. Um, what would what you rate this? Milky Oolong? I'm going to give Milky Oolong an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, I am going to give it a 9 out of 10. I it is so easy really to really enjoyed it. It's smooth. It smells delicious. It tastes delicious. It's not over strong. Um, if you like Oolong, Give it a shot. Delicious. You should, 100%. Um, I suppose if you're like lactose intolerant, there will be hints of lactose in it because um, it's steamed with milk. So, so it might kill you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so be careful there. Um, but you can get it at the Hebridean Tea Store. There are links available on our website, which you can go to, kabloof.com slash Inverus for all our stuff. I will also be tweeting the links out at our wonderful Twitter. Um, if you missed it, the Twitter account does sometimes make terrible, terrible tweets to try and give you hints as to what the next episode is going to be. Um, I have been enjoying them. It's terrible. Bad, bad. The Twitter so needs to go so into good. jail. 
um, Twitter jail for being <laughs> so cringe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Twitter jail. by the way. Um, you can follow us on the Facebook page as well, where I attempt to post things occasionally too, um, when I can remember. Uh, that's also at Inverus. Um, another thing before we before we kind of disappear um, is. I know a lot of the people who listen to this are incredibly talented human beings. Um, we have lots of musicians and artists and stuff who listen to the show, which is, which is awesome. Um, so what I want to do is highlight a um, either a song or a picture that will be posted on the website um, a week. Um, if you have something that you wish to share, um, just email us at inverus at gmail.com and we'll either play your song at the end of the show or we'll share your pictures everywhere and do all that stuff. Um, we actually have one this week uh, from a guy called Phil Quinton um, who started listening to our show uh, on... Uh, he was working with me uh, over the past few weeks, um, which was really nice. And he writes kind of 80s-inspired um, music stuff. Um, so I will play that uh, once we kablify at the end of the show. Um, Please enjoy it. Yes, you can find him on SoundCloud. I should have opened this beforehand. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Just to to tell you where we you can and learn. find it. But um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and hopefully this will encourage him to make more music. Um, because, Do it, Phil. We believe in you. Because it's very good. I quite liked it. Um, so yes, you can go to Cold Steel Blizzard on SoundCloud and you can listen to all his things. He's got some good covers on there as well. Um, the song that we're going to play, um, I believe, is The Sense of It All, which was released in 2013, and I really like it. So there you go. Are you ready to, to bloof the car away? Bloofing the car. I do it every day. Me too. This one's special though, because we're saying goodbye. Goodbye. Have a good week, everyone. Kabloof! Kabloof!
the center. 